Hello. Hello. Hi, James. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's really nice to hear your voice. Sorry. Pardon? It's really nice to hear your voice. (laughs) We're talking at the same time. Of course. So it's a bit different this week with our podcast. So I'm in Sheffield. Where are you, James? I'm back down in good old Wokingham. Ooh. Yeah, um, so we had the Diverse Church meet-up yesterday, national meet-up in Sheffield, and I had to come home because I had work this morning. So I've just clocked off. That makes me sound more butch than what I actually did. Um, I just finished work. I don't think you could sound butch, James. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) So. It's partly, yeah, so it's a bit different. So this week uh, we have some people from all over the UK, literally England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales, who are joining us. Hello, and Reg. Hello, Reg. Hi. Reg, your voice sounds a bit different. Yeah, it's pretty different. I changed it for this week. You got a sore throat or something? Yeah, sore throat. It's a bit high-pitched. Well, you need need to suck on a fisherman's friend. Uh, I'm not a fan. Oh, okay. Never think of Whole Soothers. Whole Soothers. Maybe Wales is original. Um, anyway, so this week we are going to be doing things a little bit differently because we have um, so many different people. They don't actually need to be mystery guests because all of them have told everyone that, that loves them, that, who they are and what they, what they are. So uh, we'll introduce them in a minute. But did you enjoy yesterday, James? Did I enjoy it? Yes. Yes, I did. Sorry. Um, yes, yes, I did. It was lovely. It was so nice to meet so many people from, you know, having seen all of their names and faces on the Diverse Church page to so then actually see them all in a room. It was kind of, oh, it's kind of weird when you know people quite well, but you've never met them in person. And that happens a lot, yes. I guess, with Facebook, that you can actually chat to people and get to know them. But then you meet them and they don't look anything like they do on their Facebook profile. Yes, it's kind of like catfish. Do you watch catfish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, not so my thing, but um, <laughs> you're missing out. What is it? But yeah, so um, uh, so it started off as a movie where a guy um, was in an online relationship and then um, t- tried to track down the person he was in a relationship with, and it turned out not to be the person he thought he was with, and he was kind of deceived. That I'm sounds great. Like, Don't try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, shall we introduce yeah, who we've got with us? Yeah, I know. You, you, uh, James isn't here, so you can't actually see who's here. So we have from Northern Ireland, Erin. Say hello. Hello. Hi, Erin. Hi, James. How are you? I'm not too bad. It's like hey. Eurovision, this, like Northern Ireland. <laughs> 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 point. So tell us a little bit about, like, about where you're from and what it's like. He's just had a mouthful of toasty. Mm. So. <laughs> We have toasties. We have cheese and ham toasties. I'm not there. I know, sorry. Reg's kitchen is definitely a lot more equipped than it was last time. Last time was wonderful. And like when we were, you remember when we were with Reg in Halls of Residence? Reg's kitchen's changed a little bit. And this time it's got a toasty maker. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been good. And a dog called Molly. Oh, hey, Molly. Yeah, Molly's quite quiet at the moment. But, so anyway, sorry, you were saying. So, Erin, uh, tell us a little bit about your life. Um, so I'm 24 and I just graduated with a degree in youth work and I live in Belfast in Northern Ireland. And when you were a teenager, who was your hero? Oh, goodness. 
Ooh. Who, which pop music did you listen to? Oh, I was a bit of an emo. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so no pop. So, no, no pop. Um, sort of like my chemical romance system of the dying kind of. Wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a bit. Oh, it's Different. a bit good. Were you in with the eyeliner? Did you wear a lot of eyeliner? A lot of eyeliner, a big sweepy fringe. <laughs> all the way from, anyway, all the way from Cardiff, we have Kate. Hello, Kate. Hello. What are you doing, Cardiff? Hey, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, James. Uh, I am a freelance illustrator. Um, which means I draw pictures all day, every day. <laughs> What's your favourite thing to draw? I really like drawing. I mean, cats are pretty fun because you can do them in like. I try and see how many, like, the least amount of lines I can draw a cat in. Um, oh wow! It's pretty fun. Um, That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. And what's the best thing about Cardiff? Oh, I think like the Welsh spirit and like. The sense of arts and culture and the Welsh spirit and keeping the language alive and that kind of thing. Not like your favourite coffee coffee shop or oh, like... and the Little Man Coffee Shop. The Little Man Coffee if Shop. If you go to Cardiff, go to the Little Man Coffee Shop because I've got plenty of things on the wall. Serious? They put your art on the wall? Yeah. Okay, this is, this is the place to do. Top tip. If you're in Cardiff, listeners, <laughs> go along to the Little Man Coffee Shop. See Kate's uh, artwork. Buy some of her artwork if you've got any pocket money left. And uh, all the way from Scotland, we have Richie. Hi, James. Hello. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Yeah, I'm going really well. So, where are you from in Scotland? So, I'm from. I'm I'm originally from Glasgow, but I'm now based in Edinburgh. So, I'm from the better of the two cities, but I'm I'm based in the capital. We love Scotland. And what's the best bit of Glasgow? The best bit of Glasgow is probably the, the the people. Yeah. Yeah, they're all really friendly and everyone Are they better than Edinburgh people? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, Edinburgh's cool. It's just a, it's a lot smaller and quieter and um but I'm 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 changing the culture there. <laughs> so it's all good. You're on a one man mission to stop them being quiet. Totally. Where is the best part of the UK then? Glasgow. Scotland. Scotland. Glasgow. Okay, why? Tell why? Hello, we're back. And uh, sadly, we're without James uh, because James has disappeared early because he's got a day job he had to be back for um, Sunday morning. But we are all (laughs) together with our Diverse Church meetup. We had a big meetup yesterday in Sheffield and loads of us um, stayed over on people's floors and we like hung out with everyone who lives up here. Um, And so there's five of us uh, left uh, who are here just recording uh, this podcast and uh, we have got tea and drinks, and we've also got Haribo. And I think you can tell a lot about someone by the Haribo. So, do you want to take one, Richie? Mm-hmm. Do you want to take one, Reg? I'll take one. Take one. Everyone, take a Haribo. And Richie, what what's your Haribo? So I have the cola bottle. Um, what does that say about you? It says <laughs> that about me, the... I love coke that much that I, I can't just drink it I need to be able to eat it as but well. does it doesn't taste anything like coke um does it that. yeah a well, wee I bit I think it's got a definite it's more like Pepsi <laughs> it's definitely more like Pepsi Max <laughs> sugar free except it's covered in sugar and the, the the tangfastic ones as well I've got a little um purple alligator with like a milky bottom snap. thing snap Aaron's got the same yeah, so the same. clearly we're the exactly the same we should get married exactly. <laughs> there we go. I actually think it's because I was colour coordinating today there we go 
<laughs> Rach, what have you got? I went for the cherry. <laughs> oh, what is that saying? How about you? Uh, it's probably because it's the biggest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, they taste good. <laughs> Kate, you're still choosing. I'm still choosing. I'm not big on Haribo because they make my teeth feel furry. We don't need to have a Haribo. No? No, you can, not, you can choose not to. <laughs> we're we're about, all about diversity here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pass on the Haribo because uh, I don't want I'll have yours. <laughs> it's all right. There's quite a few. Feel free to keep eating the Haribos. It's all good. And um, so we thought now we're going to play our standard game of question off. Woo! And uh, so I'm going to go with Erin and Reg is going to go with Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> As you're now going to be called. Reg and Reggie. It's all good. And so we've got 30 seconds to ask as many uh, would you rather questions as we can fit in. Are you ready? Get yourself yeah. ready, stretches. Mm. <sighs> okay, yeah, we're going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all good. Prepared. <coughs> ready. Are you asking? In fact, uh, can we get Kate to do this? And can you do a loud beeper noise when we get to 30 seconds? Are so you asking I'm going to ask you. Okay. 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 So, so tell us when we're going to go, go, Kate. Ready, steady, go. go. Um, okay, uh, blue or purple? Uh, purple. Uh, chicken or chips? Chicken. Daddy or chips? What? Chips. <laughs> chips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Um, uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Uh, cake or crisps? Crisps. Um, uh, would you rather uh, football or rugby? Rugby. Um, Taylor Swift or Britney Spears? Ooh, Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ronan Keating or... Are you know who Ronan Keating is? I do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was First eight. I know Ronan Keating. How many you got? Eight. Ah, oh, that's amazing. We did so well. Okay. Yay. No Are you ready? No pressure. No pressure at all? All the pressure. Ready, steady, go. Would you rather kiss a jellyfish or step on a crab? Step on a crab. Would you rather know it all or have it all? <laughs> know it all. Would you rather love and not be loved back or be loved but never love? The second one. <laughs> Would you rather make headlines for saving somebody's life or winning a Nobel Prize? Nobel Prize. Would you rather meet an alien visitor or travel to an outer space? Alien. Okay. Would you rather never use the internet again or never, never watch TV again? Never. Never use it. Never use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather not be able to use your that phone or your email? My phone. What? No, no. Would you rather only... Stop! Make- Stop! Ah, yes! <laughs> We're the winners! <laughs> How many did we get? Little. Okay, you got seven. That's because your questions were so long. Your questions were so long. That's little Molly. Molly is Molly's a dog. I would like a rematch. Hi, Molly. And Molly is definitely in favour of me and Aaron. No, she's yes. so <laughs> Can I was partnered up unfairly. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, Red, uh, you're not allowed to hit contestants. <laughs> oh, my arm. Like, we need to come down for poor Molly the dog, who's like a bit stressed out by the fact that we're all shouting loud. So, so I thought what we could do now is uh, like try out each other's accents. Oh, dear. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I've got a feeling Kate from from Cardiff might be better at this than most of us. Mm. <laughs> so you can do a uh, English accent. I can do an English accent pretty well. That's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Spot, anyway. That's quite good, Reg. Mm. Although I see your accent last week was a bit better. Yeah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> anyway, Erin, can you do an English accent? Oh my word! 
if if I can repeat something that someone says, so like give me a phrase, maybe. Um, how now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? <laughs> Is that better? Hello, I'm Erin from London. Hello, I'm Erin from London. <laughs> I'm a lesbian. I'm a lesbian. That worked quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. That's all good. I can't think of anything more comedy and Sally is the best. And Sally is not the best. <laughs> Anyone else? Can you, do, can you can do an English accent, can't you? You've lived in England for quite a while. I, do, I have an English accent. Um, can you do a Welsh accent? Wayes? No. Boyor. From Boyo, the, that's a really bad Welsh accent. Yeah. <laughs> can no. you watch Gavin and Satie? Uh, a little bit, but not, not loads. No. Oi, oi, what's occurring? It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. I love Gavin and Stacey though. Yeah. She can do a pretty good Northern Irish. Go on, okay, Northern Irish. Really Go on then. Hi, no, brown cow. Is that what's with the brown cows in Northern Ireland? Belfast. Know, <laughs> like, know, can you say Irish. anything else? Parshar. Can, can you say, what's the crack? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can say, I'll pin your windies. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, pretty much like I'll, I'll throw something at your window. A pin your windy. Oh, I'll, I I'll will ping, ping your windies. <laughs> yeah. In Scotland, that's called a pan your windies. Then. Uh, so um, you say that. Yeah. Ah. Or I'll, I'll do your windies in. Yeah. Okay, Scottish accents. The thing is, is, there's quite a few Scottish accents, as there are with English accents. Mm. But like, so like Glasgow. You're from Glasgow, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Like so. I burnt my mouth in your coffee triangle. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to try and do another Scottish so say, accent. I burnt my mouth in your coffee. I burnt coffee. my mouth in your coffee. <laughs> your <No>. Coffee? <laughs> <laughs> that was Irish, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit Irish at the end there. So, yeah, yesterday we all got together for our big diverse church day in Sheffield. Um, and we had about 40 people come from all over the UK as a represented here. Um, and it was a, it was just a really good opportunity, I think, to everyone get together, had a lot of fun time socialising. First thing we did, we went to this artist um, and he showed us some work, didn't he, Kate? Yeah, um, yeah and it was really good to uh, meet another Christian who's um, engaging in visual art and fine art and sort of being um, sort of using it as an evangelism tool as well and trying to engage with the wider community I found that really encouraging yeah because art's been quite important to you hasn't it in your journey yeah so uh, growing up uh, as a teenager in a really really conservative church um, around sort of age 16 I saw art became my healing and escapism um, and um, yeah, it was somewhere I could uh, I could like paint these uh, sort of imaginary. Sort of, I used to paint like uh, seascapes, starscapes, like mountains and stuff like that. And it was like this place I could escape to that was um, sort of far away from. I could create this place that was far away from all of the tension between identity and not fitting in with the church and not being who my parents wanted me to be. Um, and I found art really, really helpful. I don't know if I'd. I think I'd have some serious, uh, maybe mental health issues if I hadn't engaged with art at that age. To find a way of expressing, yeah. or at least finding a way of escaping. And, yeah. yeah. And do you recommend it to young people who can't come out to their family and are in a conservative and can't think of any? Is it? Was it? Was, is it helpful? Yeah, it is. It is really helpful. Um, I think. I mean, I didn't do 
art at GCSE because I didn't agree with the way the syllabus sort of marked things and said this is good and this isn't good. It was really subjective and I think like if you're in a place where you feel stuck and you can't see a way out, I think just pick up a pencil. Um, I, can't, or I can't really speak for other forms of art but I'm sure it's the same but I would just say if you get that urge just pick up a pencil, pick up a sketchbook or a piece of paper and just draw what you feel and um, I found it um, eventually I started sharing it with a wider like online community and I found support there for my artwork and people like affirming me which was mm -hmm. great because I didn't have that at home but even if you don't do that I think just getting it out on, on paper and, and like seeing it and then being like okay I can move on from this and do something else and just keep getting it out there and don't be intimidated by teachers that say you can't do it um, and don't feel like you have to do it in a certain way just um, pick up a pencil and go for it. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's always photography as well if yeah. you really really feel intim intimidated by the way of drawing things yeah. if you can arrange stuff that communicates and then yeah. take a photograph of it um, or find a landscape or something that says something to you. Just uh, it's about engaging visually and creatively. And you mentioned about the mental health. Do you think it's something that could help other people in their mental health as well? Yeah. I mean, at the moment, I uh, help out on um, Tuesday afternoons. I help out at an art class for homeless and vulnerable housed people, and a lot of them have mental health issues. And um, it started off as just a normal type of art class, like we're teaching the basics and stuff, and it's sort of morphed into art therapy oh, wow. where we um, sort of just let them like use the skills that we taught them to paint yeah. what they want and we give them a bit of a theme but they find it so releasing and just a space to just express themselves without any troubles and to forget all the worries that go on in their life and um, it's so amazing to see them sort of flourish and gaining confidence and I think art can really help if you have like mental health it's like telling a story, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost maybe all telling your story in lots of ways that I think maybe all art is autobiographical yeah. in some way that you're always telling your own story in a different way. Yeah. And by having other people validate that and say, I think that's good or, or it's really interesting or it's helped me think about something different, it, it validates you as mm -hmm. well and you realise your story is important, yeah. you are important. Yeah. And, yeah, no, I, I, I think... Art's really important. I've, I found I'm nowhere near as good as Kate or the artist we saw yesterday, but I found out really helpful when I was a teenager processing a lot of stuff, not just sexuality, but like yeah. any, all different forms of art. It's helpful. And then when we um, had done that, we went and had lunch and then we got back and we met up with the heads of Sheffield Cathedral. And that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. Um, really powerful to hear these heads of the church and just listen to us yeah um, the listening was the was, first really big thing I think yeah, that was really key. so we split them into three us into three groups and uh, we all, each got sort of 12 14 people with one of the church leaders mm -hmm. and um, just told them the stories really and they listened yeah I ended up with the, in a group with the dean of the cathedral who's originally from Northern Ireland um, so it added like that layer of depth that he got my background and he got how how difficult it can be to come from Northern Ireland. I didn't feel like I necessarily go into that detail but I felt like he really got it. Um yeah. and it was you know, just that burden that you sort of carry around with you 
gets lifted off even for a little while while they sort of share your story. I don't think they realised quite how big a contrast it was, like compared to a lot of church leaders that we might come into contact with. But even just they wanted to listen to young people about anything, I think Mm -hmm. it was, they gave us a lot of their time, you know, they made sure that they just listened, they didn't try and stop us or tell yeah, us what we so should do. And then in the summary, they um, fed back their reflections, and the dean, I thought, said some really interesting stuff. Yeah, so the, the, the dean um, basically apologised to everyone on, on behalf of, of his church and um, the, the church in general and the, the way that they behaved towards um people with an LGBTQ community um, and yeah that was really powerful hearing them like the Dean apologise yeah, yeah. Um, definitely that, that definitely like struck a chord with everyone you, you, you'd hear a pin drop like it was really it was a special moment that you know you could just feel the tension in the room yeah. couldn't you it was like yeah. little, you could feel people's eyes welling up with tears <laughs> and like having someone who's the same age as so many of the church leaders like and like so many people and well. um, you could yeah you could tell it was so sincere like yeah heartfelt like yeah. he meant it it was no like you just had to say it you know yeah. like because there was no conditions no. on it it wasn't no. that, even good. though or yeah. Because it was just here. Sort of like, I think you're wrong. He wasn't saying, I think you're wrong on these things, but like, I'm sorry if it hurts or yeah. we did said the wrong thing. It was just yeah. totally, I'm sorry, like, we've not treated you as you should have been treated. And I'm really sorry for that. And it was amazing for us then to be able to feel that sense of reconciliation and closeness to him and sort of through that really although I don't know if he's I don't know if he's been part of the problem himself but like the the fact that he's willing to do it on behalf of the wider church that was really meaningful and then one of the canons like yeah when the canons used the story of the prodigal son but he um flipped it so that instead of sort of like you almost think that we would be the son um in the story but he flipped it so that we as the LGBT community um were the father um, and the church was the son, um, which like it freaked me out. Totally mind blowing, absolutely. <laughs> really freaked me. I out. just for the sake of the, the um, Reg, do you want to tell us a little bit what what is the story of the prodigal son? If no one's ever heard it before, basically the prodigal son was like a rebel son, and he left his family, um, took all the money, ran, kind of lived a party lifestyle, and. Um, and the father kind of waited expectantly for him to come back, but not with anger and resentment, but like total love and grace. And when he did come back, he instead of making it difficult, he just opened him. He sorry, he embraced him with open down arms. So it was really cool to be the father in that story and to be not the bad guy, not the rebel for a change. Uh, absolutely. Was, when they when they said it, I was like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> like you know, I'm like, we're the we're the prodigals. We need to come back. We're always welcome home. But then he was like, no, no, no like you guys are the father. You the people that people have been disrespectful to. That like, and you have this potential to run and meet. Like, I was amazed that the father in that culture ran. Like, yeah. my friend was like, can you imagine the queen running? <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine, like, imagine the queen running to meet you. And, like, yeah. and in that culture, men, the fathers of the household, were considered with so much dignity that they would never run to meet anyone. Like, it was, you know, but he totally ran to meet this person who treated him not well. Yeah. And, like, for us to be able to take that as our model, that we are going to run to meet the church who's not treated as well, the people who've not treated as well, 
it was such a powerful challenge to forgive at the same time as giving us dignity of like you need to know that you are in a position of authority and you you have strength in this scenario Mm -hmm. and that you can run to meet the people who've not been as they should have been we were welling up with tears (laughs) i know totally it was one of those oh moments yeah so that was pretty pretty amazing and then um, after we went to evens, uh, evening prayer, and how did you find evening prayer, Richie? <laughs> oh, all been talking. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was cool. It was interesting. I'd never been in that environment before. So it was like just a standard cathedral formal service with it all written down in a book. And talking about the book, actually, they, they had <laughs> like five or six different um, ribbon bookmarks they were different colours a bit like the rainbow and I just thought oh this is cool so I took them all out and started waving them like a <laughs> not realising that they all were in a specific place so then when it came no, no, to no it didn't need to be sick cut there it's alright you can like move them out and move oh, really? around yeah, it's but fine. they were all in place for the, the, the bits that I think we were going to be doing and it, it was just pretty confusing. I don't think anybody... I think they were all thinking, what is what this is boy doing? from Scotland doing? <laughs> so, what, so your, like, your church is a lot less formal and like that would be... Because like, most people are not used to the sort of cathedral-style worship. Yeah. It was definitely <laughs> We don't not... have books, so... <laughs> yeah. all the words that are on the screen yeah. for me. But yeah, it was cool. They really tried. I, the prayers were amazing. Like... They really thought about prayers that would be relevant to us. Even saying, like, you know when you said lesbian and gay and transgender? Yeah. I, like, wept. Have you not heard that in church Never, before? No. Like, no. Not like that, no. In a... No. Wow. Closed doors, keep them out, but... <laughs> So that's amazing that, like, and it was just done as a like God accepts all of us God is here with us Yeah. God will resurrect us all and that's that's I'm I'm sad I'm really sad that you've never heard a church minister say that I was saying it in a prayer and a blessing sort of way mm-hmm. I think though before yesterday I, even if I had have heard it I would have taken it in a way that they're, they're singling people from those communities out yeah. but something with yesterday there was a switch in it where I felt like it that it, it was a total different meaning. It was like yeah, it was acceptance. It was, and it might very well be like that everywhere else. But until I think I had to have yesterday's revelation to realise that they're, they're being inclusive here, not yeah. not exclusive. When they just spent an hour listening to you, totally. and like you saw that they were genuinely wanting to engage, that was pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. And they did that thing with the candles, didn't they, where you could remember a loved one and put it down in front of the altar and that was pretty special too mm. I thought you could really sense of not just us in the room but everyone we love were brought mm. there as well and the prayers that we've got for people back home and people yeah. who need God's help but. and then we moved on and we had a session on the resurrection and what what struck you from that was a so we, I did some teaching on it and then um and then we all went off for half an hour or so with some of the quotes and the, the theologians and the the thinkers that I'd had in the talk, uh, a lot of people took a quote each on a bit of paper and went away and had a pray about that and about the general thinking about what does it mean for us to be part of this resurrection? To be authentically who you are and, yeah, it will involve sacrifice almost. Um, in fact, it does. Um, but just the hope that goes with that... Um, but it's just really what I needed to hear right now. So um, it was 
very powerful session. Because it wasn't that long ago you came out, was it? No, I came out in last July. What was that so, like? Um, uh, yeah, just surreal. Um, and probably a whole bundle of stress and stuff. But um, I just really trusted God was going to carry me through it. And... Um, it wasn't the worst experience ever. It can um, feel a bit like death and resurrection, yeah. can't it? It can feel like the most scary thing you can imagine. But And then you come out of it and you realise you're still here. Yeah. And I guess that's how I imagine the resurrection will be like. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Have, you know, you're so terrified of dying. I don't know anyone who's not. And, like, um, and then you face it and you come through it and then we'll wake up and it'll be this whole new... More real, more full, more free sense of life that you get a little mini picture of when you have to come out and risk everything, risk all your friends mm, yeah. not having them and all that sort of stuff. But there was, I've been the, in the, the artist at the beginning of the day had this beautiful painting about Lazarus and throwing off his grave clothes mm. and this idea of where Jesus says to Lazarus, come out of the tomb and what the words coming out means to us as LGBTQ people and... I thought it was quite powerful, this idea of resurrection and coming out, of just being more who you are. Mm-hmm. I think the picture, in the picture, like Lazarus, isn't just like him sort of stepping out of the tomb, like really simple, like man mm-hmm. throwing off his clothes. He's struggling, yeah. and it's like in the cartoons where you see the action of the, like the movement in, in stages. And I think coming out isn't just one one moment and yeah. um, it's a constant like process and struggle I think death and resurrection is a constant thing in mm-hmm. our lives as well like every moment there's a chance to die and, and live again and be more new yeah. um, and I think coming out is a constant process as well to live authentically and to not and to die to people's expectations and yeah. to live who you really are um, and I think it can feel as well like your you know grave clothes in those days just, like tied you up like a mummy and like having to break free of them in order to be able to be yourself again um, is, yeah, it's quite a powerful metaphor, really. What would you say to your 15-year-old selves about what we've just been talking about, about resurrection or coming out or being yourself? Or what advice would you give, Richie? Um, I think, I don't, I don't know that I would have changed anything. I think I would just let myself know that it's going to be alright mm-hmm. and that actually like, God is much bigger than than anything else like t- today actually just in church this morning they were singing the song and it went you know, for God is for us who can be against us and there's nothing ever so true about that mm-hmm. and I think if I just had a stronger understanding of that at the time and I didn't listen to too many other Christians or leaders in the churches um, views on it then that would have been fine because God is mm. so much higher than all that and you turn out fine it's totally cool what about your hairstyle? <laughs> so my hairstyle's definitely changed I wear hats all the time now anyway um, but I would definitely say chop the fringe off and stop dyeing your hair black you had an emo thing going on as well yeah but that was yeah yeah definitely. Yeah, but it was flamenco pink it was flamenco pink I have been every colour of the rainbow serious <laughs> ironically enough yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would also probably warn myself that I'm still going to be in love with the Spice Girls 15 years later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of cool. Who's your favourite Spice Girl? Um, Ginger Spice. 
Oh, really? Yeah, ah, she's, she's got spunk. Well. Yeah, she's a good person. Yeah. You don't like it? Reg doesn't like ginger. No, I don't like it. It's just sporty all the way. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> Is that because wow. she loved the cholesterol? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what would you say, Reg? What would you say to your 15-year-old self? Um, that coming out is going to hurt, but it's going to be a different kind of pain, and it's going to be a better kind of pain. Because like, that was one thing yesterday God really spoke to me about, like, this is healing pain, it's not dying pain. And I think mm-hmm. when you're hiding who you are, that's dying pain, because it's killing you, really. Yeah. But when you come out... Even just to yourself, really, which is what is important, that's healing pain and it'll take a while and it will hurt, but it's okay because actually it's so freeing. It really is freeing. Yeah. And it's beautiful as well. I think coming out to God, especially, like yeah. just being able to take, pray to God and yeah. be honest about how you're feeling and be honest about who you have feelings yeah. for is like really powerful. And God um, took it quite well when I told him. So. Did he? <laughs> Did God send me back? <laughs> One shot, so... Oh. <laughs> so many things. So many things wrong. Erin, <laughs> what would you say to your 15-year-old self? I think just that there is a bigger picture as well. That, um, like, I know for me, I sort of saw coming out almost as like an end mm. point and actually after it yeah like there's still the pain there's still difficult moments but there's also like amazing things that wouldn't have happened otherwise um mm. and all the stuff you go through just makes you who you are and that's kind of beautiful well. that's cool okay um okay. Uh, i'd say i'd probably say something like hang in there and that your dream of freedom will come true. Um, that sounds like a song. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, one day you won't have to wear skirts on Sunday. <laughs> you can worship God in jeans. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's been really, really cool to like hang out with you guys and eat Harry Bow with you. And a uh, toasties, and thank you, Reg, for your wonderful hospitality. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all for joining us. And uh, James and I will be back with a new mystery guest and with Reg. It'd be lovely to see Reg again <laughs> um, next uh, next month. Um, but for now, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye from all of us in Sheffield. Bye. Bye. Stay diverse. Stay diverse. <laughs>